The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Oftentimes, when I'm speaking with people about their spiritual journey with Jesus Christ, they'll use different um, descriptions to, to help me understand how it is that God has, has spoken to them. Or uh, oftentimes they'll say the lack of which God has spoken to them. But for those for which have heard something, that know something, um, they will use something like, um, one of the more familiar ones is the still, small, quiet voice. You know that from, from Scripture, the still, small voice um, that spoke to me. Or oftentimes they'll say, it was like, like thunder crashing down on me, the voice of God that told me to do thus and such. And still even more are people who will say, that, um, well, I didn't exactly hear anything, but I just felt like this was the direction that God had me, had me move in. And it got me to wondering about this voice um, that He speaks about today. My, my own hear me, and they know my voice, and um, I am in them, and they are in me, and I am the Good Shepherd. They know my voice. And I think we do. Um, I wonder sometimes about the difference about how this was taken then and how it's understood now, and also what we do uh, differently in terms of um, discerning what that voice might be telling us. One of the main jobs of the preacher is to close the gap between time, between what Jesus said then and what He's saying now to help us understand what it is that's important to us now. And so today, we have this, this piece of Scripture that deals with shepherds, and shepherds are just not much in demand in our society anymore. We do not have a good working knowledge of shepherding for the most part, 
Even this most basic of jobs is done today by computers and, and lights and cameras that move sheep and livestock where they want them to go. So we are not sheep. Sheep are ignorant animals. I don't say that to be mean. I mean, they just really are not that smart. Um, and they just um, are, are not very bright. It often takes a shepherd's staff across the skull to get them to do what you want. And this is precisely why the bishop carries a shepherd's crook so that he can whack all of us into line on occasion, especially his clergy. Probably the most notable profession that comes close to a comparison, I think, is uh, a teacher. And so Jesus might have said something today like, uh, I am the good grade school teacher. They have a flock, they have children. Um, they must keep track of them constantly as evildoers are always lurking about and other things as well. And if you've ever watched more than two of them, you might wish that you had a shepherd's crook to whack them with. Um, the thought has crossed my mind and probably will today. The disciples were not unlike this. Uh, time and again, uh, we see Jesus having to stop and explain for what seems like the 400th time his kingdom and its purpose. And they just did not get it. And oftentimes we don't get it either. We just don't get it, what it means to be a part of the kingdom of God. We just sometimes are not very bright, which caused me to stop last night and go, oh my gosh, we are dumb sheep. Um, well, maybe sometimes. Notice, if you will, the demeanor of the disciples before Jesus' death. And then note the difference when Peter stands in front of the high priest and officials today in Acts. This, of course, is after the resurrection. Peter calls it like it is. He has miraculously healed someone in the name of Jesus, and there is nothing, he says, that you and the authorities can do about it. And if we had the rest of the text, which the lectionary people have conveniently left off, which they do on many occasions, we would see the officials knew right after this, they, they, they come to realization that A, that Peter was right, and B, there was nothing in the world they could do about it. That's what they say. Peter has become a shepherd. And it is all attributable to the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of course that wonderful fellowship of the Holy Spirit in his life, Jesus was despised. In his death, in his mighty resurrection, he is given the name above all names. He is uh, everything that we could imagine. In his life, he was seen as meager and meek, not a ruler, strong with authority. In his death and resurrection, he wields the sword of righteousness and has become the chief cornerstone and his name now, although they wanted it at the time, his name now has become a mighty name, even sometimes referred to as a warrior, though not what their conception of a warrior was. A wonderful counselor, it says in the Old Testament. Prince of Peace, it says. My Lord, my God, all of those things that we herald on him are absolutely true, but that's not what they thought at the time. But his word did not change though it wasn't different then as if it were different now. And so when I talk about closing the gap of time, it might be true that we don't have a good understanding of what a shepherd does, 
although I think I've pretty much cleared that up fairly quickly. It is true that nothing has changed in terms of his word from now and then then. They are the same. While his person changed, his word in the gospels hold true no matter what the circumstance. He is the shepherd even today, and we are the sheep of his pasture, that is true, but we are also called to be shepherds. The church are the shepherds under the charge of Christ as their head, and now we are called to be bold, I think. I believe that's what we're called to. Like Peter, we have to speak the truth in love and never shy away from telling people in whose name we do these mighty acts. It is in the name of Jesus Christ. Boldness to stand before all and proclaim the faith of Christ crucified and Christ resurrected. So many times, people will ask you, um, why is it that you're doing this particular task? Why are you out um, doing this particular piece of outreach for the Pew to 10K? And, or they'll come to me and they'll say, uh, why is it that you become a priest? And I'll give them some 10-minute thing on discernment and everything else. Um, or they'll say to someone, why is it that you arrange flowers for the church? And no one ever says, because of Jesus Christ because he is my Lord, and I am his, and I am called to do so. That's typically not the words that come out of our mouth. We're called, though, to be a shepherd and to guide people into that world. We are called to be bold. Boldness to stand before all who proclaim the faith of Christ crucified and Christ resurrected. But if you're like me, so many times we, we shirk back into the corner and we don't use that because we're afraid of offending or how we're going to be received or how the world will see us. We've got to grow beyond that, not for the sake of the growth of the church, I could care less about that, but for the sake of what we've been called to do by Jesus Christ. It's what we're called to do. Like Peter, we must be compelled. And I am compelled that nothing I do in this life matters if I do not have Jesus Christ in it, and I do not do it because of Him. I am compelled to make sure that I do all that God has outfitted me with to perform these deeds, sharing with all that I come into contact with, that I'm not for sale, that I know who I am and whose I am. I belong to Christ and Him to me, he says this morning. Christ abides in me and I in Him, he says. Like Peter, I am constrained this morning. Uh, the Word of God is shut up in my bones like a fire, which is what Jeremiah says. I'm constrained until I can let it out. I hope that you'll start to see it that way and maybe come with me a little bit further on this. Like Peter, I'm protected by the shepherd so that when I'm constrained, when I'm compelled, when I'm bold, I can stand with confidence and declare the faith of Jesus Christ in front of powers and principalities and merely in front of friends in this world and declare without shame in whose name I do the things I do and the love that I have for him. And not shirk back, but do it boldly 
and in love. All of this is born out of the comfortable words that we have from Christ today. I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. My brothers and sisters, he has done that for you and I and has been resurrected and defeated death once and for all. And he is seated at the right hand of God, as we're told in the creed, and has given us the Holy Spirit, his own first fruits. There is no reason that we cannot be bold and fear no entity, whether human or evil, because we belong to Jesus Christ and no one else. We have heard his voice, and he is calling us, calling us home to his kingdom here and now. Sometimes we are sheep, and I'm fine with that because God has scattered the proud in their conceit. But more often than not, the Spirit has entrusted me and you. We are soldiers of a peaceable kingdom now in Jesus Christ. So my hope is, is that you'll go to work with this with me and with the rest of us here and with the rest of our brothers and sisters around the world, armed with the knowledge that you're compelled to stand up and declare that Jesus Christ is yours and you are his and nothing can get in the way of that. And if you need to, you can whack some people over the head. Figuratively, not literally, please. Amen.